Hi, this is Hannah. And this is Charu. Welcome to episode four, Tipping the Scale. Um, today we're going to be talking about mental health, work-life balance, burnout, and a lot a lot of different things. Yeah. Woohoo. Woo. Okay. Well, is it woo? I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, um, so last week we talked about the differences between high school and college. And this week, we wanted to go a little bit deeper into some of the difficulties that we have faced of maintaining a healthy balance between school and life. So to start off the conversation, what are some things that you have found that we have needed to balance once we got to college? Uh, for me, specifically, um, one big one was work. Um, in freshman year, I started working in, I think, towards second semester. And then I got a new job my the beginning of first semester of sophomore year and kept that until the end of that semester just because a lot of things were going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I had been living on my own my first year, first year I was in the dorms, and then second year was cut short due to corona, <laughs> but I was living in the apartments. And so living on our own, so living on my own is like a huge new learning curve, not learning curve, but like something that I needed to learn how to yeah. do. Mm-hmm. And so that came with like cleaning my own dorm, cleaning the bathroom, and like um, getting groceries cooking in the apartment and doing laundry, doing like these new things or not necessarily new, but doing more things than if I was just living at home. And then also had a balance with like um, school, studying classes, um, having friends or (laughs) social life. Um, What else? I think those were the main things, Mm -hmm. but of course, a lot of things have changed now since I am living at home. There is a pandemic and we are, everything's online, Um, but it's still somewhat the same where it's still like you have to care about classes, your social life Mm -hmm. and your clubs and, oh yeah, clubs. I mean, clubs (laughs) is always there since before, but yeah. And yeah, like sleep is always there before Um, and staying on top of studying and all that. But I feel like it's a lot harder to balance that at home and Mm -hmm. online because you have to put more like effort and intentionality into it. It's more effortful. Yeah. I guess. Is that a word? Yes, that's a word. Oh my gosh, my brain. But yeah, but that's what I've, I've found to, for me that I have my goodness, my brain. <laughs> words, words are hard. But yeah, that's what I've found that I've been trying to balance. Yeah. How about you? I think a lot of it is the same. It's just mm-hmm. my things happen sort of in a reverse order where I started. Um, I have been living at home for the past or for the first like two years of college. Mm-hmm. And then I got into this research program and I needed to move out to stay closer to the uh, university I'm conducting research at. 
So now I'm doing all of the things related to apartmenting. So the cooking, the cleaning, trying to actually go to bed on time, which hasn't been too difficult because I'm like hecka tired by the end of the day. But <laughs> um, just trying to, I guess, do things that normally I wouldn't be compelled to do because I know that my mom would probably be already taking care of those things and I can just look forward to having a nice meal even though I would be helping but like not pressured into thinking like oh at this time I need to go and start preparing this so that I can have a meal at eight and along with that of course like trying to keep up whatever social life is possible with the pandemic going on so like trying to keep in touch with friends Mm -hmm. and um taking time for myself by watching movies or YouTube, et cetera, et cetera. With living at home, a lot of, a lot of it was trying to make sure that even, even as I kept my focus on my academics, I still felt the need to help out around the house. So like doing chores and like helping in the kitchen and the cleaning and things. Those were some things that I had to balance. And of course, club activities, like you mentioned too, that has been something that's been persistent since the beginning of college work-wise not very much because I haven't really worked I've had a very lenient and flexible schedule with whatever tutoring things that I've been doing so it hasn't been too difficult but I think when it came once I joined a lab on campus that I felt like I wanted to dedicate more time towards that but I still needed to balance all of my other classes because at this stage as an undergrad, those classes have a little bit more weightage than the lab work that I'm doing because those classes have, I mean, yeah, I guess, like I said, a little bit more weightage. So having to balance those two things and try to put in enough effort into the research side of things versus maintaining the grades and going to lectures and studying for tests and taking notes, all of those things take a lot of I'm an energy to really focus on. Yeah, I I think I left out with the research lab too because I got in lab. When did I get into it? It was spring. Spring yeah. of freshman year. Spring of sophomore. You were in a lab after? No, you were in a lab before I. You joined a lab before I did. Yeah. Because I joined fall of sophomore year, but like September or October. Huh. I'm like ninety percent sure you joined a lot before I did. Like, or maybe I'm not. Look through my emails because <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna bother me if I don't figure it out. Let me see. <laughs> scroll all the way down. Um, okay, scroll all the way down. <laughs> yeah. Um, spring twenty twenty. Oh, really? Yeah. Like beginning. Huh. January, December. Oh, I thought you joined before I did. Okay, never mind. I guess I'm imagining these conversations. <laughs> like we had the conversations, but I feel like I'm thinking of them happening way before they actually yeah. did that. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's also something that like I forgot that I had a balance. <laughs> but I, I didn't forget about it because I'm still doing it. But like. I don't know why that didn't cross like come across my mind that I had to balance that too. <laughs> yeah. Um, moving on to our second question. Um, so how do we stay like talking about schoolwork? How do we stay 
um, focused and less distracted when we're studying or um, doing anything relating to school. So I think we both kind of follow the same idea of the Pomodoro technique, which is basically you're studying in 25 to 40 minute chunks, and then you take a smaller break in between, and you do that about three or four times, depending on how long it is, and then you take a slightly longer break. That has been something that's sort of worked for me. I don't really stick to that same exact pattern because I, when I get into the zone of working, I hate having to take, like get out of that for a little bit because it takes me so much longer to get back into it. So if I've started something and I feel like I'm at a good pace and I just keep going until I get sick of it, <laughs> which might not be the healthiest thing, but it allows me to get my work done. Yeah. Um, and I tend to always have something playing in the background. Um, I, it's usually some sort of soundtrack or um, like lo-fi beats or um, classical music or something, just because I like having something in the background to not to keep my mind engaged, but so that it's not just silence. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I'll put on like coffee house music Mm -hmm. because those like even though those have lyrics I I'm able to shut those out of my brain and just have that in the background mm. as chatter same with podcasts too if it's like a podcast episode that I've already listened to I will have that going in the background and I'll just work until I get through that entire episode so those are usually like an hour hour and a half and I'll just have that in the background playing so it's just like busy chatter behind me but I'm still able to focus on my work Hmm. But that does depend on what class I'm currently like studying. So if it's like math and things, then it's usually just like instrumental music. If I'm typing an essay, like I can have whatever going on in the background. And I've been able to make it work. Mm -hmm. um, and I, once quarantine started where it was just all, everything was online, I would try to call up a friend and have like productivity sessions because that way we would keep each other accountable. And that's really when I used the like 25 to 30 minutes of work and then like mm -hmm. a little bit of a break in between so we can actually like converse, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but I think those, and also like trying to, I like having something going on my phone. So like those, the Flora app um, and things that like keep your phone occupied is helpful so that I'm not always just reaching for my phone at all mm -hmm. times because that's something that I can like I tend to do like anytime a notification pops up unless my phone is like upside down or if I'm if I'm ever like not fully invested in the work that I'm doing then my like hands just gravitate towards my phone because I'm like I don't really want to be doing this work so I'll just sit on my phone isn't it's not great <laughs> yeah and also like trying to keep either phone occupied or like charging that's uh, at a charger that's not on your table or like outside of your room those are all things that I've heard but I don't personally use mm -hmm. yeah I think for me it's really similar yeah so mainly do the Pomodoro technique when I don't really have motivation to do work which is a lot of times. Um, and I use 
um, like you said, for the app, um, where I just set the timer on my phone, um, and it basically does not allow me to touch any other apps on my phone. Um, and I have a Chrome extension um, called Forest, where it basically does the same thing, but I have to manually input the websites to block during that time of like focus. Um, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and what other things that I've found to be helpful is in person, I really like to study with people who actually would study, um, which helps me keep, um, it's, it's a form of accountability because Yes, I understand it doesn't work for a lot of people or it doesn't work for specific people, but it works. It kind of works for me. Um, mm-hmm. It this just depends on who I'm studying with. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'll do the same like timer and then break. And then being at home and virtual, I've also found that it works too with like Discord and um, we, I just find someone to call or find a friend and be like, hey, let's study and then hop onto a Discord server or a private um, messaging and then start a timer. And then Mm -hmm. what I've also found to work is if you're in like a study session channel in a Discord server, you can also like, there's a timer bot, but it's always offline, but it's really helpful because it will ping you after you're done and it pings everyone too. And then you can also, there's a a music bot where you can listen to music together. So you're not listening to things on your own because I feel like for me, that's more distracting because I'm like finding different things to listen to or like I would be like, oh, they're not listening to my audio or I if I want to watch something, but I can't pause the music mm-hmm. because it's going on for the other person. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So it just forces me to not listen to anything else besides the music that we're listening to. And that's normally like lo-fi music. And normally I would just listen to lo-fi music or piano music or mm-hmm. coffee, like cafe music. That's like jazz music. Right. Um, and that's what I would put on as a group if nobody has objections but um yeah I found those to be really helpful especially in times where you don't feel like you're in the groove of working and I find that a lot of people during this quarantine time and lockdown time they don't we don't have that motivation and that groove anymore Mm -hmm. um, because it's hard you're always in the same place so it's just you it's hard to find that um but yeah, that's what I've been doing. That's been working for, that's what has been working for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it might not work for a lot of people, but it might work for some, so. Yeah, yeah. and um, if you're ever interested in the type of music that Hannah and I are listening to, we've got a whole <laughs> playlist going on our YouTube channel now. <laughs> so <plus>. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot I made um, that. <laughs> we, Hannah put together a playlist and I have yet to add things to it. Um, but that is available to all of y'all to hop Mm -hmm. on and on the note of the flora app and forest extension so the flora app is the free version of the forest app on the iphone but forest is available for free download on all android things so Mm -hmm. 
it's really cute. You get to like grow your own little trees and things. And if you like exit the app, it kills the tree. And so you have that slight tinge of guilt of like wanting to leave <laughs> the app. So yeah, that's something that I've been using. Also, like, I think another thing on keeping our phones like not at our reach, like filming time lapses of you studying or working, it's it's mildly satisfying to watch back afterwards because it's like, wow, I actually did all of that. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's really cool. I've been doing that a lot recently where I'll just prop up my phone and like have a time lapse of me going either taking notes or like typing at an essay or something like that. And it's really nice just watching back at it and be like, wow, I was productive. Yeah, like I didn't know, I never knew that that was a thing that I can do to like put my phone away until I stumbled across like a TikTok turned Instagram reel. And I was like, that's actually genius. Like, that's so cool. You get to yeah. rewatch and see how productive you were. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, have your phone going like out of reach. And exactly. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. I have yet to try it because I just feel like if I watch back at it, I'll just be like, dang, I need to clean my desk. But it's not that messy. But I'll probably feel like, yeah, I need to <laughs> reorganize that desk. <laughs> you know, that's another sort of motivation, you know? True, to clean. <laughs> to clean, yes. Yeah. Um, and also, on another note, I just thought of this, but like having water by you is very um, convenient mm -hmm. um, because you're not taking yourself away from your like workspace just to go grab a drink of water because you're thirsty mm -hmm. and it also ensures that you're hydrated because sometimes we get lazy and we don't feel like going and getting ourselves water yeah I have fallen to that several times and I've gotten yelled at by my parents for not <laughs> drinking enough water so I'm like okay I'll just keep a bottle of water with me yeah um but I was on like a call at one point and the person hosting the call was like any if you're working any distraction basically removes you from that zone and like adds two more minutes to you trying to get back into that zone because your mind has been taken away from what you were working on and so trying to get back to it and focus to the level that you were at is like an additional two minutes so trying to limit as many external distractions can really help I think at least for me has helped me stay at the like as much as possible focused on my schoolwork so water snacks phone away all of those things have been yeah my main tips mm -hmm. um on that note I think the rest of our conversation is going to be more um, more focused on how we find the balance in things and what we feel about burnout and mental health. So moving on to our next thing, how do we, how have we been able to find our balance, or wait, let me rephrase it. How have we been able to balance all of these things and or keep ourselves in check. Yeah, I think one big one is just finding our limits. 
Um, it's not an easy thing to do, and it takes different situations for someone to find their limits. Because for me, I'm still finding out my different limits with different things that I'm doing. Um, yeah, and one thing that again, my parents had told me, especially going into college, is just taking it at a pace that I know I can handle and taking it slower and not necessarily fast paced or not necessarily too slow, but just not the same pace as everybody else. If it's the mm-hmm. pace that I cannot handle. Um, like my first semester, I only took 13 hours. Um, I was, I think I was about to take more, but my dad was like, wait, this is your first semester in college. You don't necessarily know what mm-hmm. college is like just yet. So take this semester slow. It's okay. Like you're not in a rush or anything. Mm-hmm. So like just take 13. You're still full-time student at 13. I think full-time is 12 or nine. Full-time is 12. Is 12. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, like if 15 hours is too much, you can take less. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take 13. Um, but after that, I'm like, okay, I can, I think 13, I could handle 13. So I'm going to hit it up back to 15. So I hit it back up to 15 and now I just stuck with 15. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's one thing a lot of, I see a lot of freshmen doing where they go full out automatically when they go in with like 18 or like um I mean it depends on your degree plan and depends on yeah how um yeah but I notice a lot of freshmen get burnt out after the first semester because they haven't really fully came out of their high school like working or like high school workload and Mm -hmm. haven't necessarily anticipated the difference in college and then a lot of times they think that's around the same so then they just take on so much and then at the end it's just they're so burnt out Mm -hmm. but then they have to keep going because they feel like they need to keep going right Yeah, 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 yeah yeah and I think that doesn't help because they'll just constantly feel burnt out. Mm-hmm. Like for me, when I I did summer classes after freshman year and then after sophomore year, and that burnt me out. Like I knew after the first time, like I knew that that was not okay, but I still did it the second time because I needed to. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but I also had to learn how to say no to things. And yeah. before college, I was like, I didn't really know how to say no to a lot of things <laughs> or I didn't know that I should have said mm. no. I just yeah. said, oh, let me do it. Like I can do it. Mm. But then I think that's what burnt me out quicker. But mm-hmm. then in college, like, I think I began to realize like, okay, this is what's burning me out. This might burn me out. So I'm probably going to say no to this. Um, and yeah, and setting a routine is, was really important too. Um, and set aside time for, to relax and to not do schoolwork or yeah, 
So that's how I hope that kind of answers the question. I think that answers the question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I also am like thinking along the same lines of knowing what your limits are, I think is a, like, probably the most important thing. And yeah. I feel like everything else kind of falls under that. Yeah. Um, but by knowing your limits, and obviously this comes over time, like you're not going to, you will realize like okay I know like you were saying I know I can handle 13 so maybe I can push it to 15 to me it was like a limbo between 15 or 18 because of like honors college and other like Mm -hmm. requirements that the university puts on like scholarships and whatnot so it's like the number of hours you take it depends on a lot of things of course you can if it's becoming too much, you can always appeal. I think that is a process that most universities have where it's like, hey, I can't do this. Um, I will still be on track to graduate, but taking 15 hours is too much. There's ways that you can, it's it's important to know to what extent you can push yourself to, to where you're still um, doing okay, I guess is like a very generalized way to put it. Because you don't ever want to feel like, overly stressed and that's something I feel comes part and parcel with the college experience of just having that like stress of trying to get things done and I'm not going to try to sugarcoat it saying that college is the most wonderful thing because sometimes it's stressful (laughs) but knowing it also helps like knowing what classes you're going to need to take and trying to divide those up to where you're you know taking some difficult classes and some less difficult classes and not being dumb and trying to put the three of the hardest classes all together in one semester. (laughs) It just, that like last semester was just not good for me. And that's because I was like, it's fine, I can do it. And I did do it, but did I feel good doing it? No. So knowing, and I knew that going in that it wasn't the best idea, but I was like in my head, I need to do this now so that I can stay on track mm-hmm. to graduate next year. But all that being said, know your limits, know what you can handle and what you can't yeah. handle and be willing to say no to things that are pushing you above your limits. Mm-hmm. So if you've got an exam the next day, maybe don't go to the event that all of your friends are going to if you feel like you need to study. Or if you need to take the weekend off, take the weekend off. You don't have to do things. You can take that time to relax if you haven't been able to take that time over the week. Another thing that I've found for myself is um, using my weekends wisely. And I, I'm one, if things have like started piling up over the week, I will try to get all of that um, wrapped up over the weekend and not push it off into the next week because I know that the way my classes are going to work, that they're just going to continue piling up and then I'll be stressed by the time the next exam comes around. So I like schedule time for each of my classes over the weekend and make sure I get my work done. And of course, I was also using the weekends to like chill and relax, but I wouldn't just do that because I knew that I needed to get work done. Mm-hmm. And also maintaining, I think going back to that time of like taking time to relax, like that's been something that I haven't been the best at because I'm a very, once I start working, I'm going to continue working. And then Mm -hmm. it's like midnight and I'm like, "Mm, I should go to sleep. 
<laughs> trying to take time out of your day to like, okay, I'm going to take this half an hour to maybe go outside if the weather is nice because I enjoy going outside. Um, or read a book for a little bit or do some art or play some music. Like those are things that I kind of schedule. I don't necessarily schedule it into my day, but I try to take a little bit of time out of my day to put that. I think that kind of goes into our next question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, which is, what do we do to rest? So just to reiterate what I just said, um, I like doing a lot of art, music, creative things, talking to my friends, sometimes going on walks or reading. Um, I've also been getting into journaling a lot recently, uh, which has been nice. That has been a new thing over the past, since quarantine started actually, I've been slightly more frequent than I have been in the past, <laughs> um, which is like an entry once or twice a month, which is like better than none at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, those are my rest days or time activities. Yeah, I think for me, what I found myself doing is actually just having a day where I do other things besides school um and I find that to be like Fridays yeah where I don't do schoolwork I I do schoolwork if needed urgent and I need it to be done on Fridays do Mm -hmm. I have anything due today no okay just gotta double check because sometimes I (gasps) another thing to add about our keeping ourselves in check Um, have a planner (laughs) yeah um (laughs) Because um, Hannah just took the past like couple minutes trying to figure out if she had an assignment due today slash this weekend. Yeah, because these assignments do not appear on the syllabus. They only show they only show up once um, my professor inputs it into the um, website. <laughs> oh no! Good thing I caught it. Um, color highlighter <laughs> yellow. I color code my tasks. We love, it. <laughs> we love an organized queen. Am I organized? I don't know. Who knows? We love a color coding queen. <laughs> it's not that much. Five classes, five highlighters. There you go. <laughs> hey, it's still something. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, back to my point. You take one day if it's not Friday if I have something to do on Friday I'll take like a Saturday um because I I f- figured that my brain kind of needs that especially during this time um and I just sit and just things that I do to rest so for me that includes um maybe if my parents are out or my brother is out running I would like play my guitar or my ukulele and or just sing or or sing or sing while playing guitar ukulele or just sing to like karaoke's online or just mm-hmm. sing and belt to whatever I'm listening to. Um, just because I don't want to disturb anybody or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, sometimes I'll call friends um have game nights with friends um and watch movies or shows or watch some youtube or watch some streamers and one big one um 
is for me as a Christian, I would spend time with God. Um, so that would be um, like listening to worship music and journaling um, or, uh, and, or reading um, the Bible. And um, yeah, and I think um, I actually did uh, some sort of, I, not a write-up, what's the, what is it called? Some sort of like post on our campus ministries Instagram talking about like the importance of rest Mm -hmm. and um I don't I don't want to read it word for word but yes (laughs) I was basically talking like I think also it leads to the next question too of like why do we think self-care and rest is important and what does Mm -hmm. self-care and rest mean to us um a big part um I rest is important for me is like yeah like coming into college I like I thought I knew what it like the why was important right Mm -hmm. but like I didn't really expect the many roles and the things I had to balance Mm -hmm. um but it kind of got lost in translation I was like I I think I know what rest is but I don't know what rest is Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, and then me, I would always try to find rest in like running towards things that will never actually give me that rest, like scrolling through YouTube. But for some, sometimes that like scrolling through YouTube just shuts off my brain and, but mean that I'm resting. Mm -hmm. Um, and I realized that that doesn't really give myself rest. It's just turning off my brain and I'm not mm-hmm. doing anything. Actively processing, yeah. Yeah, but I realized what is really restful for me or what gives me that true rest is like, um, is spending that time with, with God and, and journaling and praying and listening to worship music and just in that and reflecting and not necessarily, uh, not turning off my brain, of course not, but not necessarily doing things that require like so much brain power like studying for a class and memorizing all these like terms and new concepts and like Mm -hmm. parts of the brain or parts of the the anatomy and all these things are like how one communicates and all these things like it's far less brain consuming or brain power I guess but yeah that's that's kind of like how I rest and how Mm -hmm. why I think or also continuing why it is important it's like we're not created oh sorry I'm talking a lot right (laughs) now but um yeah like we aren't created to always be doing things and always to be going like we are created to have a need to rest and Mm -hmm if we bypass that, then of course our body and our brain is going to tell us no, because we're not created to bypass that, right? Mm -hmm. So like without rest, we aren't allowing ourselves that time that our body and brain needs to keep going. And that's why sleep is important. Like all the pediatricians are always saying, like this amount of sleep is important for your child, because Mm -hmm. this is the time where that like, what they've learned throughout the day is going to yeah. stick with them. Yeah. And what, yeah, like, and they need that time to grow. And it still applies to 
human adults because Mm -hmm. we're still growing and we're still learning and we're still doing all these things so that's why sleep is important but my sleep schedule well Mm. I'm, i'm still getting good amount of sleep and i can still function and do okay with the amount of sleep i get because not everybody needs eight hours right sure like yeah some people can um especially our age like 20 year olders we don't necessarily not everybody needs eight like I can function on seven or maybe six but seven is what I need most yeah but sometimes eight I can't even function on eight but seven is like the prime the prime yeah yeah, I feel that yeah yeah I think I agree wholeheartedly with a lot of what you said how we need to give our brain that time to rest and like fully rest um I, I tell myself that watching YouTube is a break and then I get yelled at from my mom because she's like, that's not, you're not giving yourself a break by doing that. You're just, you're just processing a different type of, you're consuming and processing a different type of media. You're not doing academics, you're watching entertainment, but that's really not giving your brain that break that it needs. And so mm-hmm. to, I think it's important to let your brain have the time that it needs to rejuvenate itself. And mm-hmm. to me, I've always related um, self-care to mental health and just like how we exercise to maintain our physical health. I think it's necessary to exercise, I put that in quotes, to exercise self-care to maintain our mental health. And self-care can be anything to us there's no like self-care has such a wide definition that there's no one particular thing that is what self-care is supposed to be it's what you make it self-care is what you choose it to be basically so like even between Hannah and I we have different ideas of what self-care means to us Mm -hmm. Um, I think overall it's just a matter of giving your brain the break from this stresses of life and the busyness of what you're doing and allowing it to fully energize itself again mm-hmm. and um, I tend to allow myself to you know put on some calming music and you know allow myself to really listen to my thoughts write them out try to figure out what that's what my brain is telling me and take that time to understand them and I think that's what I have been leaning towards more and more now and um, I feel like during the semester I'm always like stuck in my books trying to cram in all this information like you also mentioned and we're like putting in so much into our brain because like a brain is like a sponge it can only take so much information in one day and then at some point you have to wring it out so that it can take in more And so I think that self-care or rest is important for your brain to be able to squeeze out that information and finally relax and be ready to take in more the next day. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I think, oh, I have one thing to add. Were you done? Yeah. yeah, yeah, Okay. (laughs) I just didn't want to cut you off. um, Like, I know that yes like watching youtube and like movies and streamers or any form of entertainment yes that that can be a form of of 
quote unquote rest, but it's not sufficient to rest. Yeah. Like to me, I've, sorry. No, no, you're good. You're good. Yeah. To me, like I've never felt, um, like, even though at the end of the day, my first instinct is to go onto YouTube and like Mm -hmm. watch five different videos. Um, it, it never leaves me feeling more, or it never leaves me feeling less tired than when I was. It, mm-hmm. It's just a way to break up my, my day from yeah. doing schoolwork. And now I'm going to take a break for entertainment. And then I'm going to go back to schoolwork. Yeah. But I never find myself fully being able to wind down after yeah. a long day by watching YouTube, even though that is what I do and I pass out afterwards. But it's never like, <laughs> you know, I don't watch, I don't willingly watch YouTube to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. But I will listen to music and journal and things right before bed if mm-hmm. that's what comes to my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're not saying that it's not, it, it's, yeah, it's just more of, it's not sufficient. It's not yeah. the rest that you need. Yeah. Um, I mean, if it works for you, great. Um, but I feel like you want to go a little bit less on the entertainment and more on trying to really figure out what it is that your brain really needs at that moment and it Mm -hmm. might just not be entertaining. I think along the same lines of that, of self-care and rest, how do we try to avoid burnout or what do we do if we feel like we are burned out? Um, I think one of the big things that we've talked about before in the other questions um, and trying to avoid burnout, especially is saying no to things. Um, yes, that's also important to do when we feel burnt out. Um, just keep saying no to things. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think once we break our limit, then we can't go back to our limit if we don't say no. Mm-hmm. So you'll have to say no. I think, yeah, like one thing I realized over like doing the summer classes and also doing other things during summer and leading so many other things during summer like I've realized what what is something I can say no to Mm -hmm. right and so this this summer I know what I can say no to um and next semester I know what I can say no to as well Mm -hmm. so it just takes different situations and different experiences to know what you can say no to um because sometimes you just don't know like you don't know that what you're doing is going to break your limit until (laughs) you do it yeah so yeah and one thing that I've also am doing or yeah I kind of took the phrase from um um Parks and Recs um me and Charlie love that show but um there's these two characters uh Donna and Tom where every year they have a day called treat yourself. Treat yourself. <laughs> and that's like my phrase now, right? Like mm-hmm. to treat yourself, like it can be as simple as like rewarding yourself after a really long week with like an ice cream mm-hmm. or, or a longer time of doing nothing <laughs> or like longer time of, of yeah. not doing schoolwork. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, or doing something that you normally don't do. Um, yeah. And yeah, and 
one big thing is taking breaks too. I think that's also why the Pomodoro, Pomodoro, wait. Pom- Shit, pom- pom- wait, wait. Pom- Pomodoro, Pomodoro. Yeah, a pom- Pomodoro <clears throat> technique is, works well is because it implements breaks, right? right You're right. not just continue working all that time. So, right. the, yeah. Yeah, and I think um, we we asked for, we'll go into more details on some of the other questions that we got, but um, this time we asked for questions from our followers, and one of the questions that we got was, how do you deal with burnout? And this listener said that they try to get back on track, but their brain doesn't let them do that. And I just wanted to add that here since we're on the mm-hmm. topic of burnout, yeah. but for me personally, along with saying no to things and taking breaks, I try to take the time to assess what caused me to burn out in the first place. And I think you touched on that a little bit. And then I try to determine how I can change my patterns to get out of that slump. So Mm -hmm. if I realize that, okay, doing one lab report for seven hours in one day caused me to basically rash then, you know, I'm not going to do that the next week because I know that that is what caused me that the feeling of burnout at the end of that day or at the end of that week. And I think like trying to get back on track is very difficult because without assessing what got me there in the first place, I'm just going to continue working and operating the same way I have been. And there's not going to be any shift in the way that I do things. I will just be like, okay, that's done. I'm just gonna continue working the same way I have been because now that's in the past and you know I'm not worried about that. So trying to really understand what led you to that situation in the first place, I think is a very helpful thing that I've been trying to incorporate more and more when I feel burnt out. And then of course, like we mentioned, taking some time for yourself, even if it's just an hour or maybe two a day to relax, take a deep breath, and doing what you really enjoy to rejuvenate your body and your mind is one simple way to, if you're feeling stressed and you feel like you're on the verge of feeling burnt out, then just taking a step back and letting yourself relax is something, if you maintain that, I think, every day, that will prevent like a complete exhaustion it may not prevent all of your stress but at the very least you know that you have taken that time during the day to take time for yourself and not be just consumed by work all the time yeah and going back to our parks and rec reference don't be like ben and not treat yourself because if you think back to the episode where donna and tom take ben on their treat yourself journey he breaks down crying because he's never treated himself in his life we don't want that happening. We don't want you walking out in a Batman costume in tears. <laughs> we don't need that here. So treat yourself, eat some cake, go bedazzle your elbows in Beverly Hills. <laughs> oh my. I watched this show way too many times. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, like um, just today, I just treated myself. Like after like re- like so long of like doing so many things and being stressed with so many things. I just stopped by the Disney store when I was at the mall trying to do all these other errands. I'd be like, hey, 
I've been eyeing that for a really long time. I'm going to treat myself. <laughs> I haven't bought something for myself in a long time. I'm going to treat myself. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> it can be like that too. But yeah, it doesn't have to be like go bedazzling your elbows and purple. I was kidding. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I just wanted to bring that reference back in. <laughs> it's too good. You're too broke to go to Beverly Hills. Yeah. And there's a pandemic. <laughs> Also that. Yeah. Dude, I love that show. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's too good. It's too good. <laughs> yeah. So I think going on, continuing to answer questions from um, some of our listeners. So our other question is, um, how do you unlearn toxic habits related to burnout and, ne- and neglecting mental health? Um, so to me, I think it's a matter of practice and having consistent effort. So coming from a background slash Indian culture where a lot of the times hustle harder is seen to be the best and sometimes the only way to succeed, it feels really hard to break away from that because it feels like there's this like constant pressure in the background that even if it's not there from your direct family, you just feel that in the background when you're looking at what other people are doing around you basically so that comparison is all like has always been there on in the back of my head and i think it's it's hard to break away from that but once you realize that um you know it's not about always continuously working without giving yourself some time so for me i've been trying to take the time for myself and like i mentioned earlier really listen to what my thoughts are saying and give myself the permission to break away from the constant grind. Um, Which even though I still probably look slash feel like I'm just consistently and constantly working on things, I allow myself, throw all of my work aside and like text people or, you know, pick up my instrument or something like that, just to give myself a break. And I think we also need to be able to recognize when we are falling back into any toxic habits that we've had and again really push ourselves to break away from that even though the like the healthier way of managing um, burnout and taking care of your mental health seems uncomfortable at first because it's not what you're used to we i think need to realize that those are the goals or way of living in a sense that we want to really achieve. And it's important not to fall back into what we think is comfortable, even if it may be doing more harm than good. Yeah. And I think to add on to that, um, like what you said, like practice and consistent effort, I think habits are hard to, are habits take practice and effort and consistency to form. But then breaking a habit also needs practice and consistency and effort to break. Or, yeah, (laughs) yeah, my words. And that also takes a lot of thinking and reflection on what are your habits that we've built, right? Because sometimes it's hard to recognize your habits that you do. Um, Like, for me, it 
takes somebody to point something out to me sometimes, or it's something that I slowly realize um, that I do. So it takes a lot of thinking and reflection and sometimes like have someone call you out on it <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and constant, like consistently like reevaluate what your limits are um, yeah. because your limits change. They always are changing. Your limits mm-hmm. aren't set to one thing one for a whole year because your situations change and your environment changes and what you're doing, what you're doing always changes. So there's always no set limit. Um, even though a lot of people think there are, mm-hmm. like, even though a lot of people think there is a set limit, but there's actually not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's that. different for everyone. No, you get, yeah, it's just different for everyone. Um, I think one of the books that I read was called, or that I've read in the past is called Power of Habit, and it's by Charles Duhigg, I believe is the author's name. And um, I think, so his book goes into a lot of details on what habit forming looks like and why certain habits form so much faster than others and why it's harder to break um, bad habits and replace them with good habits. And I think a quote that goes along the lines of what we both just talked about is change might not be fast and it isn't always easy, but with time and effort, almost any habit can be reshaped. Mm -hmm. So I think it's not about, so I think the way the question was phrased about how we unlearn toxic habits is a good way to put it because we're not there's really no way that we can get rid of a habit once it's there. We just have to reshape the way that we see it and we apply it into our lives. Mm. So time and effort and really, like you said, reflecting on what our habits are and how we should change them to help benefit us more than harm us. Mm-hmm. And um, our last follower qu- listener question which by the way, thank you guys for sending those in. We really appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> Was, this is slightly reworded, but um, if trying or working to be your best is enough, when do you know that you have tried your best and that you have reached your best level? Yeah, I think, I think this question really relates to what I said in two episodes ago where I was talking about how if you tried your best then it's okay um and that was in context of um like studying and grades and um, taking tests and all that and I think that applies to a lot of things um where if you try your best then it's it's okay um so I think this question is it's an actually it's a really good question too um but sometimes it's hard to know if you've done enough or if you tried your best. Um, but at the end of the day, if you've put in the amount of effort that you could have during that time, like during that set time, then that's enough, right? Like, mm-hmm. let's say like you're super tired and you're, you've been doing all these other things that you've been doing, like running errands or um, worrying about other things going on in your life or um, working on other things in your life, then 
and then you come down to doing schoolwork or something like that and you put in what you can during that time and that's enough because you can't pour out more of what you don't have right mm-hmm. and if you pour out if you try to pour out more of what you don't have then you're already burnt out because you don't have what you're pouring out mm-hmm. right and that's why right. you can't run on you can't run on on a you can't run on credit like or in the sense more like an, a car cannot run on an empty tank right because it doesn't have that fuel right and yeah. it's burnt out it's literally burnt out because it doesn't have that fuel right mm-hmm. so if you do have fuel like there's like a car you want to bring the car analogy back you have a meter of how much fuel you have and how much mileage you can get with that fuel right you can't go farther than that because mm-hmm. your car is just going to die <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yeah, so like, I think that this analogy is kind of like it's eh, it's it's not my, it's not the best analogy, but it works. I think hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> but as long as you think that you've had put in all that fuel, mm-hmm. then you already did your best because you can't do more than your best, and you can't right. do more than what you have already. Mm-hmm. All right. Let Let's say like right now with my brain running on low and and I'm trying to work on a something really important which well I mean this podcast is important but something like a big presentation yeah if I try to do that right now my best is probably be the intro like that's probably my best right Mm -hmm. and if I'm studying for a test I can my best can probably be like one or two like look reviewing one or two chapters and that's my best because I can't there's nothing more I can Mm -hmm. pull out and I think that's like one thing that our high school kind of twisted is that you always had to like do more yeah more and study more yeah studying this amount is not enough right. only looking over this is not enough you have to do more you yeah. have to put in more effort this is not enough yeah. your grade's not enough you have to do more right and th- I think that's why grades are really weird because like the grades don't necessarily reflect how hard you've tried yes so yeah. and that's why grading system is really weird and it, yeah, that's a whole other, <laughs> yeah, but I just talked for forever, but that, <laughs> my car analogy, yay. Yeah, no, I think your car, your car analogy really ties into some of the other things that we talked about, about especially like knowing your limits, mm-hmm. because I think what you're saying, like you have to know your limit, because if you surpass that, then you're basically running on negative fuel, mm-hmm. and there's there's no such thing as negative fuel at a certain <laughs> point. You you hit zero and that's it's you're empty at that the fuel is gone. Yeah. Um but I think for me this is like I really don't think there's a straightforward answer to this. Yeah, no, there isn't. Yeah. Um because I personally will always have another goal that I'm like striving towards. Mm-hmm. So 
if we're speaking technically, that means that I would have never reached my best in this. And I, again, put that in, put best in quotes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because I know that there's always a next step. Yeah. So I think of, even when I'm tutoring, I think of things as like a ladder. And this is how I explain to the kids that I'm tutoring also that, hey, we're climbing up a ladder here. You have been, because these kids, like, they aren't too interested in learning like English language arts but that's what I'm like there to like help them focus on and it takes a lot of effort into trying to get them to move on to the next level because they think it's really difficult but the way that I think about it is we're on a ladder that only goes up and if we have figured out that we have mastered a certain level then the only way that we can continue to improve is by going up the ladder. And Mm -hmm. so we have to be, I guess, to realize that, okay, we have mastered something or we are good at something. We have to be satisfied with where we are and allow ourselves to be proud of what we have achieved and acknowledge how far we have come Mm -hmm. and then use that to fuel yourself going up that ladder. And Mm -hmm. this is one way that I've encouraged the kids that I tutor to, you know, hey, we've been doing like two paragraph stories. Now let's maybe move to a four paragraph. They're like, that's so long. It's so hard. I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm like, listen, you have been doing these two paragraphs for like three weeks. You have done really good at it. Now we need to remember that ladder I was telling you about. We have to keep going. They're like, really? Like I've mastered this? And I was like, yeah. I mean, look at yourself. And they're like, wow, okay, we'll move up the ladder then. And so that, it's like, we know we have reached our best when we allow ourselves to feel that. Mm. Wow, that was profound. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, We have to allow ourselves to acknowledge that, you know, we have reached a level in whatever it is that we are doing that we are very happy of. And now we want to continue growing and allow ourselves to reach a new level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think for me, my analogy is always a ladder of, Mm. okay, I'm at one, is it called a rung? Like a rung on a ladder? Words are weird. A step on a ladder, that's what I'm going to (laughs) say. There's an actual word for it that I can't really think of. We're at one step. We stay there until we need to do whatever it is that we need to do on that one step. Once we feel like we have achieved those, we acknowledge that and then we proceed forward and we continue to climb up. I think that also relates with growth. We're never done growing because mm-hmm. we always have the potential to be better. Better. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of a different way to phrase it, but we're always growing. Like we're never like, we are never, we're never done learning. Yeah. Yeah. And we're never necessarily like. We never really plateau. We're always. Yeah. When it comes to growth and learning. Yeah. Yeah. There's always something new. And yeah, it's up to us to try to go after that. Yeah. But that's 
besides the point. <laughs> yes, sorry. No, you're good. No, no, no. I'm saying like I, I, I went besides the point. Sorry, I, okay, I didn't mean to say it that way. No, but... you're good. No, 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 no. I, I, I talked about growth, and I mean, I think it relates. Like what you're saying relates to, um, yeah. Yeah. But on the sense of like balance, our last question or point that we wanted to hit on. Um, in this episode is just like general advice um, in maintaining a decent balance. Yeah, like we're not saying that we've nailed it, but we're still trying. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that I I personally have not tried this because, well, I don't really know why I haven't, but um, I know of others who will schedule time for their hobbies into their day-to-day list of the into their day-to-day to-dos basically mm-hmm. and that enforces that idea of okay I need to cross this off of my list therefore I will take the time to practice my instrument or do some art or cook a, cook some food or something like that you know so you're like basically scheduling time for your hobbies um, but for me personally when it comes to balance I my main focus goes towards my academics and then my like just physical well-being. So like food, hydration, sleep, like those are my top focuses. So I know for a fact that I can't, I really can't skip a meal. I need my three meals. And I know that if I don't have that, I will not be as productive as I want to be. So I prioritize having my meals staying hydrated throughout the day, um, sometimes having a snack. I attempt to not stay up too late. Um, then something that, you know, it's like I tell myself that I'll work on it, but then YouTube is addicting. So. I'm not <laughs> but, kidding um, at that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think one thing that I also just want to work at in general is keeping up with my hobbies over a busy semester because I find myself to kind of throw those to to the side because I'm like, those aren't really important right now. But one thing that I do want to work on is telling myself that, you know, your hobbies are important assets to who you are. And it's important for you to be able to maintain them because those are your outlets. Mm-hmm. And throwing those aside doesn't really do you any good. Mm-hmm. I guess along those lines, like prioritizing, I guess, is like a general way to put it. Prioritize what it is that you want to put your focus on and then basically go from there. It's not the greatest advice because I can't have said we haven't nailed it. We still <laughs> struggle with this and getting overly stressed out and then cramming work and then taking like two entire days off because you've been working so hard for the past like four days. That's a very common cycle that I've gone through. And it's hopefully eventually I'll get to a point where I'm not doing that, but that's not where I'm at right now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think for me, yes, priorities is a big thing and setting routine and and a schedule is helpful. it's a little harder to stick to that right now, um, especially being at home. Um, 
I didn't much I didn't stick much to my schedule that I set for myself when everything was before the pandemic happened but um like I set aside time be like okay this is how much time I get to wake up get ready eat and pray and like not just wake up at like five minutes before I need to do something but like well I mean this is I'm talking about my ideal situation right now (laughs) and like actually have a set schedule of my classes or well my set schedule is my class but and like having a designated time of lunch like lunch and chill and then class again and then like set aside time like this amount of time at this time I'm exercising and then I shower right after and after that I spend time with God and then right after that I chill or do homework or work on the podcast or anything before dinner and Mm -hmm. then do homework after dinner and then sleep but that's a little harder when it's hard to have a routine right um and what I also found that is helpful instead of having a set schedule like that is, yeah, like to do to do lists. Like if you can't necessarily stick to a routine, like me, I can't really stick to it anymore. Yeah. Uh, I've never really been able to. Mm-hmm. I've never been really good at it. Um, I to do list has been really helpful. It's actually like I, oh, my words. It's really satisfying to check things off once you've done it. Mm-hmm. So for me, I've tried different ways, like setting a to-do list on my uh, calendar or my agenda, my paper, my physical planner, and just like saying, okay, I have to do this for this and all these things. And now I do one on um, an online uh, website yeah. <laughs> where I can just <laughs> check off and type what um to-dos I have for the week or for the day Mm -hmm. and that also keeps me accountable on what I have to do and what I'm prioritizing because Mm -hmm. you can I can bold and I can highlight and I can do all these like things too (laughs) Um, and um yeah and but actually have a set time Mm -hmm. um but when you said sleep schedule I'm not well, uh, I don't really sleep early, so I don't know. <laughs> I, everybody's sleep schedule is different. Yes. Like for me, like my um, when I was living in an apartment in the dorm, my roommate, um, <laughs> um, she would sleep at like ten thirty, mm-hmm. um, or a little wow. later, um, and she'll wake up really early at like uh. six or seven. I don't really mm-hmm. remember, but she wakes yeah. up really early. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for me, I slept, like, I slept at, like, 12 or 2 and then would wake up at, like, well, 8 if I had an 8.30 or, like, mm-hmm. 9 or 10. Um, so everybody's sleep schedule is different and everything works different for everyone. Right. Um, like, yes. I'm most productive at night. That's why mm-hmm. I get the mo- get most of my work done at night. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think figuring that out is helpful, too. Um, there yeah. was something else I wanted to add, and it slipped out of my head. No, you're good, you're good. I think with all that being said, like what we've said like in the past almost, I think an hour and 30, maybe two hours. Yeah. I don't I didn't keep track of time, but um, 
is grace. Have grace on yourself. And like, that is what I wanted to say. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like it's okay if you've missed a to-do on your list or you've missed a day on doing something because it, yeah, like you don't have to beat yourself up about it. Yeah. Yes, that is exactly what point. What else do you want to add on? So yeah, I mean, it's okay if you like lose track of things at at certain points, especially now uh, being in like yeah, the pandemic has been going on for almost a year now, which is bizarre to think about. But oh my still face so many challenges because we're still trying to adjust to this new environment so as just allow yourself to take rest days that are unplanned Mm -hmm. so far we've been talking about planned rest days but if you feel like you're just not going to be productive don't try to force yourself into productivity yeah because that will take up so much more of your energy that you can instead use that day to help rejuvenate yourself and then fuel your work for the next day so it's it's okay to have unplanned rest days I think is what I'm getting at it's good to have planned ones but it's okay to have unplanned ones as well yeah yeah I think where was I going my brain oh my goodness we need to get Hannah to bed. <laughs> um, I'm probably going to stay up until like one or two. Of course you will. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, no, I'm like, I don't think it was anything important besides having grace on yourself. Yes, yeah. that was a very good note to end on. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like thinking about it and then as soon as you finished talking, I was like, wait, what? something like I had a whole thing going through my head yeah and then I just like left (laughs) I think like being like gracious on yourself too it's it's better for you like caring for yourself yes and it ties back to resting and self-care and mental health yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we're not experts on this at all. Nope. These are just our experiences. And we are also still doing a lot of learning yeah. and trying to figure out what works best for us. So yeah. I feel like it'll be really interesting, like years down the line, like thinking back to what we thought self-care and rest was now in 2021. And like 2025, what is self-care to us then? <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that'd be interesting to look back upon because I know things have changed for me over the past like few years. So yeah, dude, I'm gonna be on work field by then. <laughs> I'll still be in school. Woo! Oh my goodness, I'm excited. Me too. I'm excited to stay in school. Oh <laughs> no, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to be doing lab work. That's what I'm excited for. Yeah, my petting is fun huh I said pipetting is fun but I'm actually really interested in what I'm learning anyway so well that yeah. will be for another episode too wait when would that be that's have, in like three wait, do we have an episode for this? yeah <laughs> oh. 
um number nine no no number seven seven yeah number seven (laughs) the last one we planned oh okay anyways i think with that we can wrap up this week's episode hopefully i think this one will be shorter than last like our last episode uh sorry not sorry for an entire two hours but you know we just had a lot of things to say about college and high school but thank you guys for listening this week and we'll see y'all in two weeks Bye. bye If you have any questions for us, feel free to email us at rewritethetimespodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at rewritethetimes.